Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Deep Like Leviathan podcast. Um, I'm your host, Evan Altman. You probably know me best. Well, maybe you know me best from this uh, pod. I don't know. I guess it depends on on um, kind of what you've been listening to. But I am uh, I'm, I'm joined today by a special guest. Uh, a lot of these I frequently will do uh, by myself. And uh, understandably so, because I, I don't like a lot of people. And uh, and social distancing makes it difficult to have anybody else down in my basement. So I have pulled from the crowd a member of my family, and I am joined by my youngest, whose name is Ryan David Altman. Um, his middle name comes from my first name, which is actually David. And, uh, and so, Ryan, how about you uh, say hi to the viewers out there? Hello. There you go, folks. He's going to provide us with that kind of uh, these witticisms here. But I, but I brought him on. I, I wanted to, to talk with him about a few things and, and kind of see if we could um, just figure out some stuff about the, the video games that he plays, about the hitting work that he's doing as we're, we're working on a few things. And so, um, you know, I just, uh, again, I just wanted to get a, a, a feel for kind of where he's at. We've talked to his sister here on the show, and I felt like it was time for Ryan to share a little bit about himself. So, uh, so let's get into it a little bit here in just a moment with Ryan. And so we're back. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, had a little bit of a pause, but we're, we're good to go. So we've got Ryan here again. Um, wanted to talk to him about some things. So I know one of the things, and, and we're all here, you know, this is during our stay at home. And, and even if it had not been, I think he would have been uh, playing a lot of this particular game. Uh, and, and any of you who uh, who have young kids, who are young kids, maybe you're not even that young. And you probably... You probably have heard of or have played Fortnite. I have not. Um, it, it does remind me that when I was in college, we used to play a game called Duke Nukem, and uh, and that's when we had to hook up our computers together across the dorm floor, and it was like you're you're each somebody trying to pick up guns, trying to pick up different weapons, and trying to just basically wipe out the other people on the board. So, um, I'm I'm going to turn this over to Ryan with a question of uh, so so what exactly is a kind of a kind of a two-part you can run with this wherever you like but what is Fortnite? that's a big question what is Fortnite, and why do you enjoy it uh well Fortnite is a battle royale game and a lot of people play it across the world um it's very big there are many tournaments um big cash prizes um but the thing i like about it is that you can actually play with friends across platforms so maybe you have PlayStation friends or Xbox friends and you want to play with them if you're on PC you can do that so that's a good thing about it um it may cost some of it may cost real money but I mean most of it's really cheap I mean this starter skin packs are normally about five dollars so relatively so, cheap so hold on, hold on so I'm gonna I want to dial this back just a little bit because um it, to hear the phrase, let's let's say we've got some noobs out there, and if I hear somebody say starter skin packs, <laughs> that um that that could take me in a whole lot of different directions. But but I I want I want to know. So what? Let's let's dial it back just a little bit. Let's let's pretend that that the two people who are going to listen to this right, and and I and I just want you to know. So I know you look up to your old man, and you think I'm really cool, and you think I'm smart, and you think I'm popular. But I'm telling you, about two or three people will ever listen to this, and and you and I are two of them. So like one person outside will probably be like Grammy or Grandpa, so they'll they'll hear it 
or pop-ups and they'll see it on Facebook and that's it. So think, think of that. So think it's Grammy and she literally knows nothing about Facebook or uh, not about um, Fortnite. So what do you do from the start from the first time you get in? What is Fortnite? And talk about the skins a little bit. What's the deal with the skins? Because I've seen you playing as a banana. I've seen you playing as a cat that has definitely been to the gym and taken some steroids. I I want to know what what is what is the goal in the very basics of Fortnite, and why is it so cool? So the basics would be there are challenges that you have to do to level up, and then eventually now it's either every twenty levels, um, you'd get a so. The challenges. Most of the stuff would be like find something on the map or get shotgun eliminations or. So you are you are a character. Yes. So you say it. So yeah. You're a character. You're a character that is coming out of a bus that would float up in the air, and sometimes you would get kicked out automatically if you wait too long. And then when you do go out, you will be able to pull a glider out, which will be. In my case right now, which would be Dragacorn, which you actually ride. Um, and there have only been two rideable um, gliders, both from the Battle Pass. But then gliders can be different ones, old ones, new ones, whatever. And then... Okay, we're going we're gonna to dial it back. We're going to dial it back. I'm going to ask another question here because I, I want to know this. Because I, I, so I want, I want you to go back to the very... I want you to, to give me a description... A brief, what is Fortnite? And, and I don't, uh, with, without using any terms of gliders or, or dropping in or skins or anything, like what is, what do you do in this game? So what you do in this game, it's a battle royale game. Like other games, you would fight other people. And the goal is, and uh, not just the goal, but you complete challenges to get different things, and then you can go into your locker and put on different cosmetics that you would buy or from the battle pass. So then the whole thing is it's a cool multiplayer game that you can play cross-platform, Switch, PC, Xbox, PlayStation, whatever. And what's really cool about it is it doesn't look real. There's no blood. It's not violent. No, it's more kid-friendly than it is violent, but I know a lot of people play it. There's been a lot of different things that get people together with one video game, which is actually really cool. Unlike other video games like PUBG, that's not... It's big, but it's not like tournaments. Like, Fortnite would have where you can play by yourself, where you can play with another person, where you can play with three other people. And you can have up to four people in one squad and then there's creative mode where you can really do whatever you want you can fly around test out every weapon new items and it's actually really really cool just to play so i have no idea what he just said <laughs> um i i'm so i and again i'm sure a lot of you <laughs> to say a lot of you would indicate that a lot of you are actually listening um but but no, I th- it's 
I, it's interesting to me because I remember being a kid. So I grew up on, we had an Atari. My parents had an Atari when I was a little kid. Right. And I, I was, I think I was 10. It's about 10 and a half. It was Nintendo, the Nintendo boom. So Nintendo entertainment system dropped in 1989. We have, we have a, a little, um, kind of a mock-up system of it that plays the old cartridges. And we still have several of those. I see still like I bought them separately so they're not like they were from my childhood but um but that was a big deal for me so I remember being a kid wanting to play these games and 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 how cool that would have been like at the time the only communal resource we had was you'd have your buddies over you'd go over to a buddy's house and you'd play together and so to see Ryan be able to play that and and the idea that you can have multiple people on different platforms playing it now I think you do that with MLB the show um, you can do that where, or I could, I could play someone, yeah, Madden. I, I don't, it doesn't have to be someone else with a switch, uh, apparently that you can, cause you can log in to play that. Um, which, which is a pretty cool deal. Right. And so I'm excited to see him excited about something, which is kind of cool. Now, um, to, to kind of pull it away from Fortnite, just because I can't have a conversation for very long about that, because again, I, I know, like I know Duke Nukem, um, and, and it was nu- Nuke. Um, like N U K E M, like nuke them. Um, because it, it was like the character. I think they they made several versions of that. But it was a PC game, and uh, you know you'd run around and you fire rocket launchers to people and and uh, you know, machine guns. You go pick up weapons and pick up ammo and health and all that. And yeah, it's kind of like, well, Fortnite's more of an upgraded version. Right. So Fort a cooler version of it. Um, I don't know if you can hear him when he's uh on that part but but there's another thing so there's another interesting item that that ryan and i have worked on together that is um that is largely based in technology and and that would be the um the blast motion sensor that uh that is made for for baseball training specifically and so i kind of wanted to bring him on to talk a little bit about that uh if he can it's just just kind of about the the training of that stuff in general because we bought one of these you know i got one a while back um, and, and honestly, I got it. I can't remember. Um, I know there are some other ones that are out there. I ended up getting blast and, and I don't know if it's just cause it was on sale or, or what the deal was, but I know, um, there are multiple versions, but it's great. It's, it's a tiny little sensor. Um, you know, maybe it's big around as a quarter, uh, significantly thicker, but it's just like a little, a little button really that you attach. It's got a, a little, like a, like a rubber silicone fitting that just goes around the, the knob of the bat player doesn't even notice the difference when it's on there but it records all these different things of their swing and um and, and it's you know as i've started to figure things out as ryan and i've worked on that you can get take video through the app you can do all kinds of different things and so i i guess i i just want to ask uh and this is great because ryan's talking to you all he's not really talking to me although i'm here and he's probably going to talk to me but i kind of want to see if i get him to be more honest than he normally would be if his old man was just asking him questions so I, I guess I, I will ask, I'll throw this out there to you, Ryan. What are your thoughts? Um, first of all, just maybe talk about some of the stuff that you see from the blast sensor or some ideas that you've taken from that. And then just in general, how do you feel about the work we've done, whether it be in the garage, whether it be with other coaches, just on working on your swing and, and baseball stuff? Well, the blast sensor helps me a lot because then it'll tell you your plane score. Um, it'll if you take a video, it'll show when you get on the plane, which is very good. It'll tell you the speed. Maybe you need to work on a little more power. 
Um, but a lot of the stuff we've worked on, we've done PVC drills where I work on the basic parts of my swing while almost pretending that the PVC pipe is buried into the ground and I can't move it with me. So that would really help me. Um, and just a lot of other skills um, that helps with. Um, then we now have bats that are called underload and overload bats. And those bats will, will help you with your swing, increasing power and speed. So the underload bat is would be much lighter that probably than your normal bat. It's smaller, but you can swing it way faster. So it'll help you with the speed that you have. And then the overload bat, it's probably going to be heavier than your bat. Also shorter, but it will help you with the power and the strength that you have getting through the zone when you're swinging. So that's, um, you know, that, and, and he's right, right? Like, so um, this was a little bit different. There's a lot of things that I that I think working with kids and, and sometimes and I think I'm guilty of this um, in, in trying to um, to build certain things that you want. But it, but it is kind of interesting because at he, so Ryan's 11 right now, so he can't he can't go to the gym. Well, none of us can go to the gym right now, but, um, you know, you can't really go and, and really start working with weight since you're about 13. And, and so there are certain things, whether it be the the, the PVC pipe drill and so there's some other drills that we do with uh, rather than having a normal stance, you have your feet together uh, with your back foot kind of where it would typically be and your front foot right together with it. And we do some slow motion stuff. A lot of this we picked up from Justin Stone with Elite Baseball. Um, now, that's that's typically what he, now Stone is is actually the director of hitting for the Chicago Cubs now. Um, so he he actually oversees and develops their entire hitting infrastructure so the development of hitting coaching or coaching hitting however we want to look at that from the moment these guys are in the organization all the way through their their time in it as major leaguers which is a you know it's it's fairly significant right it's a little bit different from just working with youth hitters so there are obviously some some things there but I think part of that and and what's been kind of fun to see and, and so one, I don't know if this is unique necessarily, and and I feel a little bit like that overbearing guy because I've kind of pushed Ryan into this a little bit. But but what, when did you start switch hitting, and can you maybe talk a little bit about the idea and kind of what that's been like of of trying to hit from both sides of the plate? Uh, so I started switch hitting, I believe, when I first started ever playing baseball, which would have been. I don't know, when I was like five years old or something, or four years old, when I was playing t-ball, so I got into the idea of switch hitting, um, when you forced me into it, <laughs> well, he showed me, and then <laughs> I picked up on it, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's really helpful because I know there aren't that many left-handed pitchers in my league. But it's still helpful that will carry on eventually if you want to play in the major leagues because they're more left-handed and a lot of people are naturally right-handed. So then if you can switch it, if they're, when they're right-handed pitchers, you'd go on the left side. If they're left-handed pitchers, you'd go on the right side. So you can adapt to both sides. You can adapt to different pitchers by doing that. And a lot of people may think it's harder, but really it's just putting in 
two times the effort and two times really <laughs> whatever. Um, but it's two times the effort, two times the practice. It doesn't seem like that much, but it actually is. So it's pretty much like working on your right-handed swing twice. So whatever you do on the right side to help you hitting for training, you pretty much do that twice, but on the left side. And obviously a lot of people will do that for pitchers. Normally left-handed, a lot of people may think it's weird to pitch right-handed, or right-handers may think it's weird to pitch left-handed. I mean, it's all, it's just nice to be a switch hitter because how it helps me when I'm hitting. And I don't know if anybody out there picked up, well, you probably did because I was yelling from the side, but I, I really appreciate uh, my son throwing me under the bus completely. Like, when you force me into it, which, you know, uh, is really nice. But but to tell the truth, so if we if we go back a little bit, and, and of course I'm trying to, you know, I'm, I'm really trying my best to live vicariously through my son, of course. But so when I grew up, uh, when I was a kid, we had, and I'm trying to remember how this all worked out. If I was kind of, I'm sort of naturally ambidextrous. My younger brother is, is a lefty. And so I, I don't know, at one point, we had a left-handed glove at home. Like, I did not have a right-handed glove when I was a little kid. And I don't know if that was because randomly my dad had a left-handed glove, whether it was from one of his brothers or something like that that was just around and we could use it. And that's what we gravitated towards, or if it was because my brother was left-handed and, and so I kind of was ambidextrous, so he just stuck with that and it was easier. I don't know. But I do distinctly remember starting out being kind of left-handed. Now, I'm naturally right-handed I I throw right-handed um I write right-handed however I have always naturally batted left-handed I will I golf left-handed I eat left-handed I brush my teeth with my left hand and uh and so as a kid you know that that was a it's a and it's a little bit weird but that's that's a really common thing uh right to 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 throw right bat left and so um so I was able to bat from both sides. I, I you know, because your right hand is your your strong hand. You, if you figure that out early enough, and that's one thing I understood. And then, when you, but when you fall out of it, like today, I could still jump into a, maybe a slow pitch softball game and bat right handed. Not not very pretty, but I have more power that way because I'm right handed. But you know, I just thought, well, well, hey, he's a little kid, and I saw him doing the same thing. I saw Ryan naturally get up there, and uh, you know, we had a little plastic bat, little plastic tee. And I saw him naturally just kind of go up there and, and want to swing left-handed, but he would throw with his right hand. I saw the same things that, that were there when I was a kid. So I thought, well, hey, why don't, why don't you try this? Try stepping on the other side and swing from that side too. And he could do it. And, and so I just, you know, from the time he was maybe three hitting with little plastic balls out in the backyard, we started with that. And it's, and it's, been, it's, it's actually been kind of fun. Um, to look at that, if I, if I look at it from a clinical perspective and I know I shouldn't, you know, it's, it's my kid and he's right next to me. So like, I can't really kind of dehumanize him all that much. Um, no more so than normal, right? Then, I mean, we're talking about a child who plays a video game as a banana peel. So, um, so I can't do, I can't, uh, uh, I'm sorry, a banana, not just a banana peel, like an actual banana partially peeled. So it is still a full banana. He's making sure I know in case you can't hear that. 
but it's really cool to see because a lot of kids can't do that. I mean, that that takes a ton of effort. And, and so I'm super proud of him for the work that he has put in. And, I mean, there are times when we'll butt heads a little bit. But it, it's really neat to see that and to see him take that in. And I, and I think um, maybe one of the things, and I've talked to him about this before, right? And, and, and I guess... I'll see if he picks up on this. I'll see how well he listens to me. Um, is that I, I've tried. It's not just me. Um, I try to learn as much as I can about this and try to impart the knowledge that I have. But I, I will say, and I've said this before, I'll see if he picks this up. Right. So I'm setting you up for this. So I'm giving him time to think about some of these things. But there, there are some things I think that he maybe has. I don't want to call them unfair advantages, but there's certainly advantages to what maybe just another kid who's just working with his dad, who's who's only relying on the information solely from his old man. And I want to see if Ryan knows this, and I want to ask you, buddy, do you understand, and, and what are maybe some of, what do you think perhaps are some of the advantages or little extras maybe that you have um in your corner that maybe another kid of your same age same situation might not have if their dad was not a a famous super famous cubs blogger uh well you know a lot about hitting you see a lot of different things you see a lot of different drills and you kind of help me do that and it helps me with my swing just in general um so doing that will help with different things um ways to improve my swing in different ways um and it's just really really helpful um so that's actually a very big advantage that i have but are there maybe some folks to whom you've had access that you might not otherwise have if if I was now and again this is not let, let's be clear because my kids sometimes have been like oh my gosh you're famous that, that's very far from the truth and my bank account will attest to that um but but actually I'll, I'll go ahead and say because I won't I won't make Ryan say it because then it, then it makes it sound like I'm having my kid brag for me but but it, it is uh, I have um I've become pretty good friends with, with Mike Bryant, who's Chris Bryant's father. Mike is a, is a hitting instructor. I mean, he's a professional hitting coach in Vegas, works with a lot of youth uh, youth hitters. It clearly raised his own son. Um, Joey Gallo is another one. He's okay. Um, you know, again, American League All-Star, uh, guy who hit a home run in the All-Star game, uh, is, is thought to maybe be the, the, um, the leader, or actually I think was, the Vegas odds leader to hit the most home runs and at least the American League uh, going into this season, what would have been the season. So anyway, this this guy knows who he's talking about. And uh, Rachel Folden, again, I, I think I mentioned her. Um, Justin Stone, I've, I've had a little bit of conversation with. My my knowledge of, of him is more in just um, subscribing to his site and, and looking at some of that. Uh, we've also we've also got a little uh, hitting facility just a quarter mile, a half mile down the, the road from our house. It's called Samp's Hack Shack. It's run by Bill Sampin, uh, former Major League pitcher. 
and uh, they've got some great coaches over there. One of them is Kevin Barnhart, who's the father of Tucker Barnhart, the gold glove catcher for the Reds, the Cincinnati Reds, like the actual Reds, right? Um, and Tucker's a switch hitter. And, and so we've been working with Kevin uh, for the last couple of years. And, and I think now that, now that part has nothing to do with, with me and my station. Certainly anyone in our area could come here and, and pay to have hitting lessons there. That wouldn't, that wouldn't be a problem at all. But, but I do, th- what, what's interesting. And, and here, here's the thing. And, and I don't, where I want to turn this is not that like, I am somebody cool who's got access to these people, but where I would turn this is that there's a lot out there. There are a lot of resources. And so as you're out there as a parent, as a coach, and, and in this era of social distancing and uh, a lot of shutdowns, things like that, don't let that completely preclude you from, from seeking help from some of these folks. Because there is a, a, a – coaches, any coach worth their salt – is going to want to now they're not going to want to give away all their knowledge for free because we we all have certain things that we do and, and if that's where they make their livelihood it's understandable they would not want to give that away for free but honestly right now is a really good time to take advantage of a lot of these things you can go out there and find um samps again here's a great thing you don't even have to be from the brownsburg indiana area you can go to samps hack shack you can upload a video of your child, 30 to 60 seconds, ideally in slow motion. You can send it to them for $20. They'll give you a breakdown. They'll, say, they'll email you, contact you with, with a breakdown of the swing uh, and, and help you out with that. I know um, Rachel does a lot of the same stuff. She'll do virtual FaceTime-type training. Um, there's a ton of video that's out there. There's a lot of things that you can subscribe to. So uh, the, these coaches want to help. I'm telling you, the best coaches – are only in this to make the kids better. They are not in this for themselves. They do want to make a living, though. So, you know, please understand that. Uh, but but there's a lot, of, a lot of cool stuff out there, and I think that, that we've been able, um, in the times when we're not butting heads, uh, I, think, I think Ryan and I have been able to bond a little bit over some of this stuff. I think we've been able to have a little fun with it. So I just want to, I'm going to, I'm going to pass it back to him. I've, I've been talking for a while and that's the way this works in my podcast. I can do what I want, but I want to pass this back. And, and it, so I asked him about this the other day and I, you know, I was like, well, why, why do you, why do you want to, why do you like this? Like what, so what, what do you like about baseball and hitting and, and, and what are some of the things you enjoy about that? Well, baseball being the first sport I played was one of the sports I really got into, and I really like it just for, it's not too, I mean, it's very competitive, but it's kind of almost a mix between um, football, since obviously you run a lot, um, almost a little bit like volleyball or soccer, because you have different positions, um, it can be a big team normally um in major leagues obviously it's a nine team roster because you have nine positions so then you would have nine people um but what i really like about it is that it's almost not really when you want to take out your anger but just a way to kind of relieve stress you can hit a ball and 
normally it's controlled anger or controlled violence. You can control it in some sort of way that you aren't hurting anybody or you aren't doing damage to anything. Um, especially with pitching, I mean, it'll be a little extra practice, but practice, it doesn't make perfect always, but it will get you with progress. So, it's just really fun in a sense that a lot of people can play it. All you really have to do is just look for a good pitch or look for a good ball and then just hit it. Um, but obviously you have to practice with your swing. You have to practice how you hit. You have to know when to swing. Um, also with pitching, you have to, you have to control how, you have to control where, um, and there are different grips will do, will, will put the ball in many different places, and since there's a four ball, three strike count, then normally if you throw four balls, they get a walk. If you throw three strikes, they're out. Um, it's not too complicated unless you're getting into um, stuff, obviously, that people who don't know how to play baseball or haven't really heard of it before, it'd be more complicated for them to understand. So if you were talking about it more like with somebody that doesn't know a lot about it or doesn't play it, um, it might be a little harder to explain it, like, other than when I started playing it and you started telling me about it, I kind of understood more because I watched baseball games, and those are will really help you because you can kind of see what other people are doing. You can, in a way, kind of copy what they're doing. Um, also, you can kind of do in what they're doing by practicing that. And that could be a way that you ha- do your swing. Um, you develop your swing over time. Like I've altered my swing very, very, very many times. Um, and it's worked out almost every time. I'd say it's my swing's good every time. But after I adapt to a swing, then it's like, okay, I'm really good with that. But then when I change my swing, it gets better but it gives I have to have a little time to just get used to how to swing like that or just get used to it in a way that I need to know when or how far to stride, how close to put my feet together and what to do in that kind of stance. Uh yeah, but it's just it's really fun. It's a sport that a lot of people play. Um I mean, I guess you could call it expensive because the gear and everything, but bats normally aren't aren't higher than uh, $400. Um, there are bats that are... No, but there are bats that are like 300 something dollars. Um, but, I mean, axe bats are very expensive, even though I have two of them. One was free, so really, one was the more expensive one. But there are other bats, like the axe bats, will have the axe handle, which will help you with your swing a lot. And then, so I would normally do a thirty-inch bat, or yeah, thirty-inch bat, or a thirty-one-inch bat, and then it'll be drop ten, so it'll be twenty-one ounces. 
But from an X bet, it was still 31 inches, but it was a drop 8, so it was 23 ounces. And that may be only a 2-ounce difference. But when you swing with it, it feels so much heavier. When you pick it up, it feels so much heavier because you're used to the other bat. Um, yeah, it's just really fun because a lot of people are getting into it. Um, obviously, cleats, I mean, they can be expensive. Um, but there are a lot of places that will sell baseball gear. Um, Dix is one of the big ones. They do a lot of sales and stuff. For Brownsburg, they actually did a, I believe it was 20% off everything for Brownsburg players. So that was really nice. So with that, we're going to bring it back. Uh, I, I don't know if you could tell, like, uh, from the rambling, that's definitely my job. Um, so, so we're, we, we, we went a little far afield on that one. I wouldn't know. I want, I want to now in here. So I know you can't see this, but I want, want, as we're talking about this, I want Ryan to look immediately to his left at a picture that's on the wall, like hard left of his namesake. And, 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 and I want to see the, do you see, I, I think you can see what's going on there because so he was obviously named after Ryan Sandberg. The that's for people who are listening to me, it's pretty obvious, <laughs> and and it's it's pretty cool because actually we got that one, and then we've got another. If we go two over, we got another one. No, 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 just just right here, just two over, right where I'm pointing with money player there, and uh, we're looking. So we've got all these pictures there, and yeah, and so I like the way you can see it because it displays. There's a couple of pictures. We have one of of Sandberg there's like more of a plaque style with a like an eight by ten picture of of him right but the first one I'm looking at is him swinging and kind of coming down into the swing you see his elbow down in his rib cage you see it coming through you see his yes it is like your swing and you see his front leg coming through and then now now he he's kind of his back foot comes all the way off the ground so he's not driving as much with that and he wasn't a big dude right so if you think of Ryan Sandberg and you and you look at players of the '80s compared to today, it's a little bit different. But it's really cool to see because there's a lot of similarities that you can pull in. And you can kind of look at those aspects of the swing, and that's what's so neat about the tech today is you can break that down. And, I, and I'm talking so for um, for folks who are hearing this, right? Um, for two or three of you, it. You can that that blast sensor we have. When I bought it, it was maybe 150, 160 bucks somewhere in that neighborhood. They're doing a sale right now. I think it's still going on. And um, and now I can't for the life of me remember what the the code is. Although if you go to their site, it actually just pops up on there, so it doesn't matter. But it it's it's like blast 75 or or something like that. But the the sensor is only 75 bucks, so it's half off. And even if you're just at a, at a fairly low, like it, it's fun. If nothing else, it's really fun to kind of see that, I think, and to see, I don't know if, if Ryan would agree, but it's kind of cool to see the video of it. Um, yeah, to, to break it down, and you really can, if you're using it appropriately, like, like don't, don't coach a kid to a number. Don't, you know, and we can, we, we have fun sometimes. Like, hey, if you can get a 50-mile-an-hour swing, whatever, but – don't try what you want to do is find that feel and and check what those swings are and and see what that looks like see what that result is and see how they feel when they're doing it and don't try to make them hit a number 
but rather establish that where what's good, right, and get them to to where that feel. Because really, if they're swinging well, if they're swinging with good timing, if they're if everything is working, then it should feel good. So you find out what those measurements are, and you work with that, and that and that's kind of where you go with it. But what what I want to do, and, and so Ryan is is uh, he's I think he's well done with this, and, and we've gone fairly long. We're at like almost thirty. We're over thirty six minutes now. Um, and so what I want to close out with, I want to, I want to ask him this cause I, I did not, I asked his sister this question. I, I don't, I didn't prep him for this, um, intentionally, but the, the name of this podcast is, is deep like Leviathan. So the first thing I'm going to do is ask him if he has any idea what that even means or where that comes from. And I, I'm going to ask for a very quick answer. Do you have any idea what deep like Leviathan means? Where did that come from? I have absolutely zero idea what that even comes from or why you even call it that. So, Okay, so that that's honest and that's good. So it, the, the, um, it came from the lyrics of a song called Let Me At Him. And, and it's, it's uh, my technique of speech is deep. Like Leviathan, hitting up your block with rhymes, rapid firing, shooting for the platinum to bring it back. I'm, I'm sorry, what was that? Probably from Wu Tang. Okay, now, now if I were if I were to tell you that 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 came from a song by Inspect the Deck, what would that tell you? Um, that would tell me that it is a song from a member of the Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> and that. Ladies and gentlemen, is what I was hoping to hear. Now I want to know. Now here, here's the thing. Here's the real question. That was that was one. Now what I want to know is, do you know any other members of the greatest rap group in the history of hip hop? Yes, I know. Ah, three others: RZA, Jizza, and you talk about ODB a lot. So, yeah. <laughs> the Rizza, the Jizza, Old Dirty Bastard, Inspector Deck, Raekwon, Ghostface Killer, Method Man, Master Killer, Capadonna. Yeah, right. The Rizza, the Jizza, Old Dirty Bastard, Inspector Deck, Raekwon, the Chef, you got Ghostface Killer, Master Killer, Capadonna, Method Man. Uh, so, you know. Any, any, she's cheating a little bit. I got a, I have a Wu Tang clock on the wall opposite where we're recording this. I have two Wu Tang post, like metal posters, off to the right here. Um, I have, he has. Um, I, I wish I could show it. I should. He, he reached down beside and pulled out the vinyl, uh, of Enter the Enter the Wu Tang Thirty Six Chambers. So, and he's and he's now taking the the CD the the CD, the record out now. Now he's gonna have to put it back in there appropriately. And uh, it was out because he pulled it. Uh, you, uh, I think he took it out of there. But now, hold on. Check. See if there's a paper sleeve in there that you got to take it out of. This is what happens, folks. We're just l- l- live recording. We're not going to edit this. We don't need to edit. There's a paper sleeve inside there. Pull the paper sleeve out. Put the... put the. Okay. Put the vinyl in the paper sleeve. So there you go, folks. Uh, now, I, I, bet, I, I bet you can name... Probably just one. I don't think you can name more than one song. I know you can name at least one song. Can you name more than the most obvious possible song? <laughs> uh, 
Can do do I even turn you the mic or do you can you do you think you can name more than one? You can. Well, then don't say the bad name. <laughs> um, cream, and then the Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to do with uh, that. Yeah. Yes. What's on the back of my hat? What's, what's the other one on the back of my hat? Protect your neck. Yeah, that's sweet. Look at that. Oh man, this is the most proud I've ever felt. Um, it is. This is the most proud I've ever felt. Like. This is the, the, the most proud, like the second most proud I've ever felt was when Ryan hit a home run last year in, in a Little League game. This is the most proud. Um, yeah, see, he's da- he's doing some kind of Fortnite dance over here. That's the other thing about Fortnite is they, they do dance, the banana dance. He's doing a banana dance, folks. So, anyway, <laughs> I think he can be a buff cat. I think we will leave it off. He is so proud of himself right now. Uh, folks, you don't know because I, I think part of it is because he got really close to saying the F word. Um, and, and getting close to it from saying the name of the song. And I think that's part of it. I think that's part of it. He says no, but I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's because he heard I'm, I'm proud of him. Because he, he doesn't hear that very often because I rarely am. Yeah, I'm, I'm rarely, rarely am I proud of him for these these things. So, uh, <laughs> but no, we will uh, we will leave it off with that. What I would encourage you, though, um, so, again, I know this this there won't be that, that many of you, but uh, if you go and go to YouTube and search Cubs Insider and and check out our new web series called The Rant. It's um it, it's supposed to only be like 30 minutes at a pop, but we generally end up going way over. But um some phenomenal guests on there and there's some really, really good stuff. Not this is not a Cubs fan thing. This is like if you can get on there and just there's so much great information from um from people who are who are coaches at the youth and professional level who can share a, just a ton of information that's great right now. Like right now as we're in this kind of quarantine, you know, stay at home, social distancing, um, for stuff that you might be working on with your own kids or other players, for things that they're going to carry through to your coaching, for your parenting, everything. Um, and it's, it's really meant to be – I mean, we're all Cubs fans who are doing this, but we've got some people on there. There is some deep – deep knowledge in there that I think you can all benefit from. So please go check that out when you have an opportunity. And uh, I would like to thank you for joining us on this uh, this edition of the podcast. I want to just ask, uh, Ryan, if, if people are looking for you, where where can they find you? Or do you have any closing words for our audience? Um, you can find me on Fortnite. I don't really want to say my username. Um, I can. Um, but I do have some closing words. I do know one. Wu Tang album because I just looked at the record thing. Also, I knew it before. Thirty six chambers. Yeah. <laughs> uh. All right, so that that is um, that, 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 yeah, I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm stumbling over my own words. I, I'm really no, I'm, I am really proud of this kid. He he has busted his butt, and um and you know I think every once in a while, um he 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 just. Yeah, we're in this weird quarantine world. He sleeps on his butt most of the time. He uh, he works very little, and uh, he's a weird kid. But but sometimes he's pretty cool, and uh, he's even cooler when he knows his Wu Tang. So that's better. <laughs> so uh, so hey everybody, um, please stay safe out there. Please uh, just do your best to to continue to flatten this curve, and we will all come out of this together. So 
With that, uh, I am Evan Altman, your host, as always, and this has been Deep Like Leviathan.